0: Hey guys, welcome to another episode of Mutual Feelings. I am your host Autumn Whitaker, and we're gonna have a little bit of a check-in today. It has been a minute since I've put out a podcast. If you're listening um, in real time, then you know that it's been uh, a couple of months, and it's probably something that my my producer is gonna cut <laughs> and not let me say. Yep. <laughs> I saw it. I saw the reaction. Um, so yeah, it's been a minute. <laughs> and uh, Yeah, I feel like this is something that I'm having to get comfortable with right now. I need to get comfortable with like the pace of something not looking like I expected. And it's kind of the the lesson that I keep learning, which is why it keeps coming out in this podcast more and more talking about where you are right now and exactly your position and what you have to give. And I really wish that I had the discipline to you know, pressure myself into an endless flow of creative projects. But as a result, what this podcast needs to be for me right now, I've learned is something that I might put down and pick back up. And the linear process of creating, now that I'm in my 30s, I have more things that are needing my time and my energy. I have to be able to um, be flexible with myself um, to whatever capacity that I, I can be. <laughs> but I still, one of my goals for myself, though, personally, is to put more discipline into the creative projects that I have and uh, really make that investment in myself. So that, that's a, a huge challenge, but that's one that, that I have for myself for this year. Uh, at the beginning of this year, while we're thinking about goals and everything, I have wrestled with my relationship with creativity for a very long time, and I'm kind of getting to this point where I'm able to accept my creative flow for what it is and not belittle it if if, if it's not constantly flowing, pumping, making incredible things, still knowing that I am a creative person and I'm someone that is able to bring projects into being, even when it's on a different, maybe on a different schedule, um, than I might expect. So uh, what one thing that definitely comes to mind, an example that comes to my mind, well, I'm gonna have to give a little bit of a backstory. Um, Most people that listen to this podcast are people who know me pretty well, I think. Um, So if you know me, you know that music is a really big deal to me and has been my whole life. I have, you know, musical people on both sides of my family for generations up. And even though I've had my own projects and different things that I've been into related to music, I think that the most personal experience I had the years that I spent taking piano lessons. I started taking piano lessons when I was like seven years old. My parents were all about it. And I remember going to the music store and getting these shiny lesson books, so crisp and beautiful. And we had a piano in our living room that I would kind of mess around with. And I was so excited that I was gonna get to learn actually how to play. And I (laughs) sat down to play the piano and I mean I imagine it's like the minute my finger hit the key it was like all of the excitement of learning how to play the piano just disappeared because all of a sudden I felt like it was something that I just didn't do naturally (laughs) my little like seven-year-old perfectionist already (laughs) my poor parents just like you got to stay with it. you got to stay with it. Like, and, you know, growing up, I had a lot of phases, a lot of things that I was into. And I was allowed to quit a lot of things. I was able to quit, you know, horseback riding or soccer or anything else that I thought I wanted to do. And then I decided I didn't want to do. But piano lessons, I was not allowed to quit. And I had to stay and I had to learned piano for years. My mom would tell me, you're going to thank me when you get older. You're going to want this skill when you get older. Trust me. But my perfectionism, even as a kid, I was at the piano and I would just be so mad at myself that I wasn't able to do it like perfectly from the beginning. And that feeling, it, it faded, but it never kind of went away because I always felt like, you know, I was like, learning how to do something in front of people on this big, loud instrument, and people were hearing me mess up and just kind of this anxiety of not being great at something the first time. But there did come a time when I realized that I wanted to start writing music. I wanted to start participating in this thing. It wasn't quite as important for me to push against it because my parents wanted me to do it because I was actually finding something good, something for me in that. And my brother, he would play guitar and I would play piano and sometimes we'd sit around and we'd try to like write songs together when we were in like junior high. I think is when this kind of started. I was like messing around, trying to like write music. And I remember sitting, like, at the piano, maybe getting, like, a little melody or something, and then, like, not having any words to say, feeling like I didn't have the words, like, I didn't have any words. And sitting at the piano, just trying, you know, or Luke would be playing chord after chord, trying to get me to start. (laughs) And I have this memory (laughs) that's, like, (laughs) me, like, singing with him, being like, when the words just don't come. <laughs> or like something like that. So put some melody into like, when you don't know what to say. Because <laughs> it's like, the only thing I, of course, you know, being uh young romantic songwriter, of course, the only thing that you really can write or sing about is whatever emotion you're feeling the most intensely in that moment. And when you're having like writer's block trying to figure out how to get this song off the ground, and then you're like writing about (laughs) what to say. Okay, I thought of that memory as like sitting down after not putting out a podcast episode for a minute and just being like, Well, do you maybe you just start by being like, it's been a minute, (laughs) because I feel like sometimes you just got to deal with the thing that's right in front of you before you can kind of get past it. Like, say, okay, well, the words have been hard to come by. I feel like um, a lot of people that I've been talking to and checking in with lately have been sensing that. It's been hard to find the words right now, whether it's an energy thing, whether it's like somehow exhausting to try to verbalize or just this sort of fatigue of having to use words to compensate for other interactions. It's like, Ugh the words just aren't coming right now. (laughs) Like I'm not feeling the the inspiration. I'm not feeling the push, like feeling a bit fatigued feeling a bit down about that. But again, the creative process is not completely linear and it's perfectly acceptable to pause when you don't have the words or to put something down when you don't know what to do with it because that season will come again. I mean, I I definitely used to think that creativity had to flow from your most natural uh, strengths and talents like I feel like I'm somehow still learning that actually difficulty and challenges are an intensely important part of the creative process and just because it's not coming easy doesn't mean that it's not your skill and just that it's not like just <laughs> flowing without any you know, any push, any effort. Um, I mean, people always ask you that, though, right? Like, well, what are you good at? Or what do you, you know, what are you already doing? Well, okay, well, that's your thing. Well, your thing could be something that's also hard for you if you want it to be. And there's absolutely nothing wrong with that. There's nothing wrong with your thing. Like for me, (laughs) considering myself like um, a creative person who makes things. It's like, Sometimes that's not what I feel like I'm the best at, but I identify with that because of the way that it fuels me and because of the way that it contributes to my life and because I can't live without it. Um, yeah, but obviously it takes practice. And when I think about practice, I think about my, <laughs> my, my piano lessons and traumatic years of wrestling with learning this instrument. Um, but it's really, I mean, you can't do it without practice. Okay, we have a couple of calls um, in our voicemail box. I um, will just want to remind you that you can also call in at any point and leave me a message at anchor.fm slash mutualfeelings. Uh, you can also send feedback and questions to my Instagram uh, messages at the underscore westghost um, let's take some calls from our listeners.
1: Yeah. Hi, Autumn. Uh, this is John Whitaker and, uh, I'm up here in Portland, Oregon. Hey, uh, your father sent me this and I just want to tell you how, how wonderful it is. It, it really, I listened to your first episode and this one lost and found, and it was really, really great. And you have to send me the address or, uh, uh, my, my email is <laughs> dot com. Uh, but I like to know the address of the house because I was in LA for 30 years. I never looked it up and, uh, I'm so happy you did it. And it was such a great story. And, uh, yeah. So, uh, I'm, I'm listening to every one of your episodes now and I'm going to turn other people on to them. So thanks.
0: Oh my God, John. <laughs> Hi. Um, Well, it's really nice to meet you. And I am so glad that you reached out. Um, I did send you an email. So I hope that you got it with the information on it. And thank you so much for calling in to the podcast. This is an awesome surprise connection. Thanks for listening. Hi, Autumn. It's Eric. Just wanted to share one thing I learned this year was about like how much of an emphasis I put on my self-identity as it comes to my career, you know, getting laid off and looking for a new job during a pandemic kind of creates its own spiral on top of, you know, the snowball effect of bills and rent and, you know, comparing yourself to friends. Um, I think without kind of lockdown, I would be in a different place. But, you know, that kind of gave me time to separate the connection between my career and my identity. And you know, I was able to work on myself and kind of nurture other parts to make, you know, a better, healthier life. I think that um, something that we are learning collectively right now is that you are not just what you do. And that is definitely a a thesis statement from my perspective of this entire podcast. I feel like we scrape that in every single episode. Um, And that's not even necessarily my intention, but I just feel like that it keeps being reiterated to me through all these different facets. And, you know, job being definitely one of them, one that's come up multiple times already on this podcast. Um, but we are definitely more than just what we do. Hey, Autumn, I really enjoyed your last episode, Body Talks. Um, I feel like at the beginning of quarantine, I was really eager to go out and, you know, go on a walk or work out. However, now that we are in January, it's and still in quarantine, it's become more and more difficult to, I feel like, get up off the couch and go out and walk and, you know, really take care of my mental health. Can you give me some tips on how you are staying mentally sane? Well, like um, was mentioned in the body talk episode, you know, there are a lot of external pressures to do certain things to be um, healthy or, you know, you might be feeling pressured to be more active than you are right now. And you certainly have the ability to do whatever you need to do. If you're if you need to walk, walk. If you need to rest, Absolutely rest. That truly is the way that I have been (laughs) prioritizing my mental health um, or trying to is to just give myself as much grace as possible right now and really enjoy certain indulgences, um, which, you know, might be anything from just like an afternoon soaking up some sunlight, a long drive, a nap. Um, Journaling has been super helpful for me. It always has helped keep me level-headed. And then also, uh, I had to set, like, timers on a bunch of apps on my phone, and that has also been helpful to me. But it's, I mean, look, there's so many things involved. Um, Medication is involved for me as well um, in keeping me in a good place. And uh, also prioritizing my creative outlet by giving more space to, know coming back to this podcast and to other endeavors that i have right now because i know that when for me if i don't have my creative outlet i don't feel well i don't feel right it starts to like grate at me um so whatever outlet that you know that you have then you need to just give yourself the ability to prioritize it as much as you can and um Yeah, for me, coming back to this podcast and recording this podcast has been great for my mental health because this is something that I know that. Um, it makes me feel better to do. It's something that I really enjoy doing, and that's why it's head cold and all. While I had to, <laughs> why I had to jump back in and record today, even though I didn't have to record today, but I I had to record today. It's just how <laughs> it's just how it was for me. That was the deadline that I gave myself, and here I am, and I'm doing what I feel like I need to do, and um, hang in there, girl.
2: Hey, Autumn, I am calling in because I have. I had been contemplating something that I didn't know was strange until I started mentioning it to a lot of my friends. So backstory: I got married whenever I was 20, and I was very Christian, very evangelical, and I'd only had sex once in a just-the-tip sort of way and then panicked in high school and then saved myself again as a born-again virgin until my husband when I was 20. So really only like three years of no sex. So... Because I didn't have a lot of context for sex and how sex should be, I obviously did not know I was queer, which, big mistake. Um, But I also didn't know what what multiple men orgasming sounded like. So after my recent divorce, I shared with a couple of my friends that when my husband, my ex-husband, would orgasm, he would scream to the top of his lungs to the point where it was actually like I would laugh. I've asked all of my girlfriends about this. I've asked a couple men about this. I've asked everyone I know about this. And everyone seems to be very shocked and surprised and has never personally experienced this themselves. So I'm just wondering, are there any other screamers out there?
0: Um, (laughs) This is such a wild card call, but I'm gonna go with it. Um, (laughs) What I, I mean, look, (laughs) <laughs> I don't I'm no authority on this but I will say one thing I do know is that there's look there is something for everybody <laughs> and for everybody there is something like that I absolutely believe that there are screamers out there now when you say scream at the top of your lungs like the top of your lungs because like when you think about scream like like, there's a way in which I could answer this question and say, like, well, yeah, maybe I may have, like, maybe kind of experienced something similar to this. But I feel like we would need to, like, sit down and, like, compare, <laughs> like, the level of Scream that we're talking about. Like, if we're talking, like, the horror film, like, up in the falsetto Scream, then, girl, all I could tell you is, like, I do, I have not experienced that. But, like, I just feel like so little... I don't know. I don't feel shocked by that, that that would be a thing. I don't feel shocked. Um, Man, every time though, like every time (laughs) I have some follow-up questions for you, Madison. Um, I would (laughs) would like to, to hear, I'd like to hear more on this. Um, Yeah, man, everybody's got a thing. (laughs) Thank you so much again to everybody that called. And again, Please, please uh, leave a message for me. I'll just say please once. Saying please twice was a little, sounded a little desperate. Please, please. Um, And please leave a voicemail at anchor.fm slash mutualfeelings. um, Or you can leave me a message um, through Instagram also. So thanks again for listening to this episode of Mutual Feelings. Until next time.